You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. We're going to start this podcast out with a treat. We've got the 12-year-old phenomenal football analyst, SJ. And he's going to give you his preview of the 2022-23 season. Enjoy. This is SJ, and this year in the NFL... Crazy offseason now is going on. A lot of big moves, starting with Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Great move for the Broncos. Not so great move for Seattle. They got Drew Locke, Noah Fant out of it as their two big guys that got out of that trade. ton of picks, but I don't think they'll add up to much because the Seahawks are notorious for making awful picks in the in the first early rounds. Rashad Penny, uh, I don't even remember his name, DJ Dallas. Not great drafting, so I think those picks will be too useful. Drew Lock will be interesting to see what we get out of him, but Geno Smith was named the starter. So I don't, I don't expect to see, see too much playing time out of him. Noah Fant is a very good upgrade at tight end. I still think Will Disley should get uh, split snaps with Noah Fant because he's a great blocking, like utility tight end. Noah Fant is more of that big receiver tight end. But Noah Fant was still like great piece that we got out of this trade then out of nowhere the Packers traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders really really uh makes the Packers a lot worse I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be able to produce at the same level that he has the last two seasons without Devontae Adams having to rely on Alan Lazard Robert Tunyon they've still got the great offensive line the great defense even though they did lose a Darius Smith to the Vikings which now the Vikings are looking very good, very deadly defense. Their offense is great. Jay Jettas, Dalvin Cook, they're both dogs. They're going to outshine anyone else on the Vikings team. But don't sleep on their defense. Don't sleep on their defense. Their defense, I'm predicting, top 10. Top 10 by the end of the season. Another big move. Aaron Rodgers was re-signed by the Packers. Really came out of nowhere. Everyone was expecting Aaron Rodgers to get traded. He's really expressed his unhappiness with the organization and the coaches. But he'll be around for for a while. He'll still be around for a while. Big move. Chiefs traded Tyree Kill to the Dolphins for some picks. Tyree Kill didn't get the money he wanted from KC, so he left for Miami. Really made a big make-or-break year for Tua. I think he'll make it. He's shown off. He has a huge arm in practice, which he's really lacked the last two years. Their defense is solid. They re-signed Xavier Howard. Javon Holland really came into his own last season. It's going to be a great year for the Dolphins. They got a new head coach. First year ever being a head coach. Interesting to see if he can perform with the offensive geniuses and compete with them. Uh, including Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott, uh, 
and all the other great, amazing coaches, but he really has to worry about Bill Belichick and Sean McDermott trying to exploit him for his lack of knowledge on the on the subject. But I think the Dolphins will be an amazing, amazing playoff team. Not better than the Bills, but I think they're better than the Patriots, better than the Jets. Solid team. Another big move, DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for the first eight games for taking performance-enhancing drugs, which the Cardinals were able to help resupport that wide receiver core. Uh, trading their first-round pick on draft day for Marquise Brown, who's got who's got the explosiveness and the legs and the ability to be great, but he needs to learn how to get some hands. He's got bricks for hands. He can't catch anything, but if he learns how to catch, he will be great. Another big trade involving another wide receiver. The Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles. A.J. Brown's sort of been a disappointment in Tennessee because of their run-heavy offense. But in the Eagles, in the Eagles play action, motion, all over the place offense, I think he could be great. A lot of teams are going to be underappreciating, or not underappreciating, uh, underrating him. And I think he could have some huge games this year. I really like Jalen Hurts. I like their offensive line. Their defense has really improved. They got James Bradbury from the Giants. Eagles are looking really great, really, really solid, solid team. Team that's not looking so solid, though, the Dallas Cowboys. It is not their year this year, despite what their fans try to tell you. Amari Cooper got traded from the Cowboys to the Browns for some late-round picks. Not a great move for the Cowboys. They did let go of some cap, which Dak Prescott was using a ton of it. So it's nice for him to get some cap room to make some big signings hopefully next year. But the receiving core is looking a little lackluster. Really only CeeDee Lamb as their big number one. They're, I don't really trust Dak Prescott. Coming off that injury, it's a nasty injury, really hard to come back from. He performed pretty well last year, but... I don't know if he can do it without Amari. C.D. Lamb's going to be great. Their line, they've got two good players on their line, Zach Martin and Tyron, Tyron Smith, I think it is. Tyron Smith can't stay healthy. Neither can Zach Martin. They trade Lyle Collins to the Bengals. Really improves the Bengals' offensive line, but really doesn't improve theirs. Their defense is not good. Their secondary is awful. Trayvon Diggs, his play style is get a lot of interceptions. Don't coverage doesn't matter. They don't have someone who can pick up for Trayvon Diggs slack. Micah Parsons, possible defensive player of the year season, but there's eleven people on an NFL defense. One of them can't make them the best defense in the world. Defensive line below average. Marcus Lawrence hasn't been performing like he did 2019-2020. Very below average defense. Who doesn't have a below average defense? Tampa Bay. They were able to keep most of everyone. Rob Gronkowski did retire, which is a big blow for them, but they got Cameron Brace solid, got a lot of snaps behind Gronk the last two years. Tom Brady has been taking days off of practice for personal reasons, but I still think he'll be as good as he's ever been. I'm sensing great year for their offense, great year for their defense. They sent Julio Jones to their offense, best wide receiver core in the league, best one of the best lines in the league. Best. I don't know about best. I don't know about best. 
but at least top three defense in the league. They're going to be amazing this year, as usual. Saints, another NFC South team, has added a lot. They got Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas is coming back. They drafted Chris Olav. A little bit concerning, they're, I think, rookie left tackle, Trevor Penning, got into a lot of fights in practice with his own teammates. Not great for team morale, but I still think he's, he's just got that dog in him. He has that dog in him. He's competing every single day. Every single day, even at practice, he's competing. And so I think that'll really pay off for their line. Alvin Kamara could be suspended for an altercation he got in in a Las Vegas bar. They haven't released any news yet, so I'm doubtful that he does get suspended. But if he does, it's going to be a very big blow to their offense. Jameis Winston hopefully has his first healthy year in New Orleans. Interesting. It would be interesting to see him with the, with the eye surgery he got a, a year or two ago. Hasn't really gotten, all, gotten a chance to show it off because of his injuries. But I think with the line they've got built, they did lose to Ron Armstead, which is a big blow, but they still got Ryan Ramschek. Losing to Ron Armstead was a big mistake for them. I would have given him the money. When he went to Miami, Miami's line is great. But the Saints could be better this year. It could be better. Their defense is great. Demario Davis, Cam Jordan. They signed Tyron Matthew. But they also did sign Daniel Sorensen, who him and Tyron Matthew have had beef a lot last year. And hopefully they can they can resolve it before the season starts. But if they don't, it's gonna be a long season for both of them. And the entire Saints defense. They released CJ CJ Gardner Johnson, I think his name is, picked up by the Eagles to really improve their defense at slot corner. Don't really know who's gonna play the slot corner there. He's a very all-around guy. He can play anywhere that you need him to. Really big loss for them. A little surprising that they cut him. No one really saw that coming. He wasn't taking too much cap space, so I don't know what their new head coach is thinking. Sean Payton left for some reason as well. Didn't want to have to deal with that organization anymore. New head coach. Interesting to see what he does. I think they'll make the playoffs, but it, it's really 50-50. Another team in the NFC South made big changes. Baker, Baker Mayfield was traded from the Browns to the Panthers. He was playing with a bad throwing shoulder all season, and so I think that really hindered his performance. He could go off with the Panthers. They've got most of their players that they had last year. They've all got a solid defense, good weapons for Baker. Tommy Tremble, I think, is their starting tight end. Maybe Ian Thomas. They're both young. They could result into something good. But, again, all these NFL teams are so good. There's only four. No, no, there's only three teams I can name that will be bad this year. The Seahawks, the Texans, and the Falcons. Those are the only teams I guarantee are bad. The NFL has improved so much. It's going to be a great season to watch. That's all I got. Very excited for week one. That's all. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tappy Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. 
just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monk's Road Bourbon and Gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well at Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. You know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. So, you know, we've got over 130 episodes out there. So every now and then we're going to bring back a blast from the past. So here's episode number three. And it's amazing how much we've progressed or digressed since then, I guess. Episode number three, whatever happened to good TV? And it ain't got no better. That's right. It's that time again for Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. What happened to the good TV shows? What do you think, Ruben? Yeah, good topic. Uh, welcome everybody tonight, and I think uh, we were talking earlier this week about what would be a good subject, and we all agreed to this. Um, you know, TV shows today are nothing like they were when we were kids or younger. Um, and for the record, I won't tell you how old we are, but um, Jeff, pick one top of the list, what you thought was a great show when you were young growing up. Get us started here. What I thought was a great show growing yeah. up. Well... Not to bring politics into it, but All in the Family was always pretty good. That was a great show. You know, I mean, I think that's uh, the kind of show that, um, you know, it showed the buffoonery of, of, you know, uh, uh, of of the time, I guess, of some people on the extreme side of that. And and, and I'll add the Jeffersons in there, too, because it kind of showed the other other side of that and just how uh, out of line. Do you think it would be popular today? Do you think it would be allowed today in today's market? Well, probably not. But the fact of the matter is, is the whole point of the show was right. to show exactly. to, to show the asinine behavior of you know uh, some people 
when it came to race. And, and, and the good thing about it was it, it did it because of the Jefferson side of it. It, showed, it exposed both sides of that. That's right. But Actually, that, was the whole, a, that, that was the whole point of the show. Jefferson's were a spinoff of it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's, only, there's one show today that is similar in um, the neighborhood or something. I can't remember. It's hilarious. The Last Man Standing is a little bit like it, too. Yeah, but the neighborhood is on It's on CBS, NBC, one of the big three, and it's very, it reminded me of that because it's it's back and forth. It's just funny. It's it's real, but it's not as, I guess, in your face, but, but it's just real. Do you real. guys feel that, that TV shows from back then really helped soften society as far as acceptance to each other? Because I do. I think it made it easier to become more open-minded and friendly to people. Well, because, well, I think a show like that did is, you right. know, when you talk about on. And that was the again, that was the point. Now, the difference the difference is you weren't flooded with it because right. you can come back around and talk about you had right. you know the Brady bunch pretty mild pretty mild kind right. of family right. f- show and stuff like that. So it wasn't it you, you weren't just constantly bombarded with what really in their day was an exposed you know, a bit of of trying to get right. to some political correctness, if that's the right way to put it. Right. It was exposing, you know, uh, some of the fallacies of of some people. Right. So, well, I'm sorry, I'll go ahead. So, you know, the opposite end of that spectrum was when you were growing up watching Saturday morning cartoons. Do you no. remember that? <laughs> I, do you remember yes, that? Yes, I was thinking about that when you said I'm the other day. That's the first thing that came to my mind. What happened to Saturday morning cartoons? I, I don't know. It's it, you look as a kid. You'd wake up, run to the TV, turn them on, and it, and they were, they, you know, they were good. It was good stuff. It was the original Scooby Doo, Bugs Bunny. I mean, it's right. You Road was, Runner. Road Runner. And then eleven o'clock, big time wrestling came on. Yes, right? or Wild World of Sports, or Wild World of Sports, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol Cassell. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, I think half of Congress needs to listen to "I'm Just a Bill" so they can understand <laughs> yeah. how, how Congress. I mean, I remember that's I how, how I worked. Word. Yes, exactly. I mean, I can still sing it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, there's cartoons out there today, but they're a not what I would call uh, correct substance, right? Yeah. Uh, even the, the new Scooby-Doo, that's, the, there's a Scooby-Doo cartoon that's on now. And I got to tell you that uh, Daphne and Thelma are pretty sexy looking. Uh, and uh, on a cartoon, you know, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? To just being normal. To be normal. Right. We couldn't have Roadrunner, you know, blowing stuff up, but you can have that. Right. You can go to that extreme, and that's perfectly fine. There's nobody complaining, but yeah, <laughs> Roadrunner couldn't, you know, shoot a rocket off and... You know, now well, you now have they, to have a disclaimer after right. every one. So I noticed that on B- Kaboom, they they actually scratch that section in the in the cartoon now. Yeah. So they don't show the impact. No. You'll see all the way up to the impact. They take it out. So one of my favorite, they also, there was also afternoon cartoons. You come home from school. Yes. Yes. You know, if you're lucky enough, you didn't have to go out and split wood. There's afternoon cartoons. Speed Racer oh, was yes. my favorite. Yes. Speed Racer got taken was taking taken off the air when we were young because it was too violent. So they deemed it too violent because there'd be a wreck and it showed somebody that was underneath right. the pile, presumably dead. Right. Nowadays, you watch a cartoon, you see people's heads chopped off, vertebrae yanked out. You know, it's how do we go from there to here? It, that's a good question. And, and I, this goes back to another old cartoon. I, I know I used to watch Underdog. Oh, yeah. Which was huge. And they took it off the air because he took a pill to get his power. 
don't remember that one. You don't? He, no. He, he took his... He would open his ring and op- take the pill, and he would get power and become underdog. Uh-huh. Related to being drug addicts, right? So they took that off the air, but uh, I don't know. Alan, what's your what's your favorite show from the past? You know, I, I have a lot of them. Uh, so I grew up, and I still am, a Trekkie. I, I like them, too. <laughs> so that was a big deal to me, and th- those were actually— those that was the '60s, mid '60s. Uh, so I, I I was watching reruns of it when I was watching it, and you know there's some powerful things that happen in Star Trek. The first interracial kiss on TV happened yes. on Star Trek, and they didn't even realize the magnitude of it at the time. Um, but it wasn't the intent. No, it was not. Uh, that's the difference. That's the right. difference. Right. Nowadays, you know, something like that would be the intent. One of the reasons I'm so intrigued with Star Trek, at least the original series, is back in the 60s, there's a couple things that Gene Roddenberry, the man that, that came up with it, a couple ideas he had on there, which now they're not ideas. They're the real McCoy. Right. Like Dr. McCoy. Uh, so they had the communicator. Which is now called a cell phone. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They had lasers, which yeah. we now have lasers. Right. They have uh, tricorders, which could scan to see what's wrong with your body. We have those things now. So for back in the 60s, for a, a movie writer uh, to think of those things and for them to actually come true and be factual now is, you know, he was looking into the future. Right, a good point. A little uh, visionary there. Right. So... Star Trek was very political as well. Um, the, I don't didn't realize that now. I do now. Uh, but there was the, they def, if you looked at the crew of the Starship Enterprise. This is in the sixties. You had an Asian. Mm-hmm. You had a Russian. Yep. You had an African American. Uh, you had a Scottish man back. You know, in engineering. Uh, and some of the episodes they did were very politically motivated. Yeah, don't, don't forget the Klingon. You got yeah. the Klingons. <laughs> the Klingons, you're right. That's right. Um, Not only that, but there was also professional women. Women yeah. have professions in that. Running, right. running right. things. Right. So that, that was big. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. We go to bed, turn on the TV, and we watch, to this day, Andy Griffin. Yes. Um, yeah. I have a, you know, we have satellite out here. We don't have cable. There's no cable here. So we got, you know, a couple hundred channels we can watch, and we're watching Andy Griffith and Gomer Pyle. They were simple shows. Yes. Um, nowadays, 90% of what's on TV is some reality show about somebody trying to hook up or some teenage pregnancy or, or stuff that really the substance there is not good for anybody. Right. Uh, there are some reality shows which are good. Oak Island. You know, shows like that, <laughs> right. they're informative. But some Makes of you, these yeah. yeah, some of these shows out there are just they make you scratch your head. Well and and now there's so many channels to choose from. They, we had five, if we were lucky five. Now, that's if the antenna was correct in sixty four and nineteen picked up. Depending on what the weather was. What, <laughs> what the weather was. Yeah. Yeah. So you you guys may remember this. I don't know, Wayne you might. You remember the uh, the afternoon show with Hattie the Witch. Oh yeah. For channel nineteen. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, cool that was a good cool for us. Goal. We used to watch. And the cool, 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 cool
favorite show from the past. I'm a happy days guy. Yeah, you can't make just, it. I mean, how can you? Cool cars, the Fonz. I mean, just so much was just, and it was just funny. I mean, yes, and the, and I guess looking back now, there was some political in that also, but it was more just fun, though. It was just, you know, just people having fun with each other and just having a good time and learning along the way, but it wasn't down-your-throat stuff. It was just real, you know. You know what's cool about, too, is especially like, for instance, um, uh, Cuttingham, Richie Cuttingham, right? Ron Howard. Yes. You look back and see those guys on those shows and see what they've done today. Oh. And where they're at today is amazing. Yes. It, it really is. I mean, that's look what he's done. Some of the amazing shows. But Well, I think you know, we've really lost the a lot of the entertainers and the craft because it, it comes at us in such volume yes. now. Yeah. And so there's so much time to fill and to find quality stuff to watch is difficult just due to the sheer volume of what's out there. So, you know, you went back to, I mean, um, you went back to the Beverly Hillbillies. Well, you know, uh, uh, Jed Clampett, man, right? That guy could dance and sing, and he did yes. some. He did some. You know that that uh, Buddy Epson. He had a lot of talent that that show certainly certainly didn't expose. But oh, right, right. But those were the kind of entertainers you had on TV at that time, and I think we're just so overrun with. And then people get hooked into their own thing, and if it isn't their own theme, nowadays they don't. They don't branch out and see and see good stuff. So you know, there's there's good shows out there now. Um, Big Bang Theory. I mean, I can watch that oh, over and over. I know again. that's hilarious. And uh, you know, uh, yeah, to, to that point. Yeah. So there's a show today that I think just uh, entertains at least somebody my age and from my background. I guess for whatever reason, right? It just it just. Uh, it's all the nerds something to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know we can all connect to it in some way, right? A right, bunch of yeah. goofy friends. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. And <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, that's a good one for today. But like in the back time, I look and a six million dollar man popped up here. So we look, we look at what he went through, like bionics, and we're actually starting to see that now. Oh, we are, yeah. yeah, we're starting to see some some true bionic limbs and stuff, and well, a vision, which is another light, is a vision of what we could see in the future. Uh, which was a cool show. We I thought that was a great show. We watched that a lot. I mean, you guys remember the amazing Kreskin? Yeah. I, I yeah. do, but I don't Dude, remember don't. where he was on. See, Dwayne Dwayne's a tad too young, just a tad. No, I remember young. him, but I can't remember which show he was on. I remember he had his own show. He did, and he was a guest always on the Hollywood Squares. Uh, oh, okay. He was a mental guy, smart, and could read minds, twist them. You know. Okay. Now he's sitting in the audience, and he yeah. To give you got five dollars in your back pocket. Bam, five dollars. That's what was there. Yeah, to give you some some of the oddities of, of, of back then when we were watching. But the other thing, I think a couple of you guys kind of led into it is the technology that's changed. You know, hey man, I remember the first TV I watched was a 19 inch black and white. Yes. And you had to stomp on the floor every once in a while to get the lines to quit going up and down. Yeah. And um, you know, <laughs> smack the side of it. This guy was the ro- remote control, yeah, right? right. Because they didn't yeah. exist. son, get up, turn the channel. <laughs> exactly. And then, you didn't have to go far though. <laughs> five, nine, twelve, nineteen. That's it. That yeah. Was it. Well, and that's what I was going to say. You know, I don't know, Ruben. You said five, but I think 
And I think most of the guys our age that are in this area right. of we're southeast like Indiana, right. southeast Indiana, we got all our news from Cincinnati because yes. we're 30 miles from there, even though we live in Indiana. And I still remember about the time I went into high school, so it was about, about 1979 when my dad got a rotary antenna and yes. we added four channels from Indianapolis. <laughs> it was awesome. So I remember when we got our first color TV. So, I too. So of all shows to yes. be on, when my dad turned that color TV on, it was one of those big consoles, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, the TV itself was only you know, 27 inches or something, 25 800, inches. 800-pound tube. Exactly. Yeah. But the first show was... Keeping my finger crossed, see if you say it. Hawaii Five-0. So to see Hawaii Five-0, the waves rolling in Hawaii in color, was I was blown away. The first color one I saw was Batman and Robin. Ooh! First time and it said in color. I never forget that. And in color. Well, we start. To, we're talking about old TV. I mean, we're. I think we're forgetting the history of what Cincinnati local old TV. I mean, one popped in my head now is um, oh, with the kids show. Um, Uncle, Uncle Al, Al show. the yeah. Uncle Al show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Cincinnati had the Uncle Al show. You had Paul yeah. Dixon. You had Rob Braun or Bob mm. Braun show. I mean, there was some amazing TV. Skipper Ryle. Yeah, Skipper Ryle. Yeah, being brought, you know, right out of Cincinnati. You know, with you got Hollywood and everything. But I mean, those were. I think most of and those you, were nationally. And, you know, it's syndicated. funny he mentioned that Skipper Ryle. I believe he's choked. Skipper Ryle is still considered a. Um, a suspect in a murder that happened in Cincinnati area for a long time ago now, and he's still on the considered list for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So so. I, I did some research into that. Did you? Rubens told me this before while sitting having cocktails. So I don't know that he's still considered a suspect, but he was in the vicinity. Uh, all his alibis checked out, but it's a, it's a person of interest. Yeah. Person of interest, yeah. right? Because he, he knew something. He knew something. He knew something. So, you know, it's just a, a lot of it is the substance of the shows. You know, like Jeff said, there's, there's, you know, there's a couple good shows out there, The Big Bang Theory, things like that. There's a couple documentary shows that we get interested in because they're right. they're not substance. Yeah, there's substance to them. Uh, I'm not saying that shows like Gilligan's Island had a lot of substance to them, but they were fun to watch. It was just entertainment. It's it was entertainment. I mean, I, I used to watch that, you know, and everybody was drooling off over Ginger, and I'm here thinking, Marianne's pretty Marianne. Marianne's looking pretty hot, right? Marianne. <laughs> so, you know, it's just... Well, she was a country girl. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So, and, and you also had shows with good lead characters in them. That's something that's... You know, nowadays, even the shows that are good, there's three or four lead characters right. in the same show. Jim Garner, The Rockford Files. Yes. Lead yes. character. Beretta. Yes. Beretta. Beretta, yes. Uh, you know, Columbo. No, he did kill somebody. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Allegedly. No, no he he's never convicted, was he? He's convicted, yeah. Was he? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were good lead characters in the show. Um I mean, you talked about the $6 million man. He had another show on later called The Fall Guy. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and it, it, there was a just a, you know, you had Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck. And I, I think one of the other things that's amazing is all the shows, some of the shows that are on now are 
reincarnations of the shows we grew up on. So right. MacGyver's on again. Yeah. Oh, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. a different, and it's not the same. It's not at all the same. Magnum PI's back on. Right. right. Not, not even close. That. Yeah. Not even no. close. No. I mean, holy. The guy doesn't have a mustache at all. So. <laughs> yeah. What the heck. Um. Um, my and mind. he doesn't look anything like me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hawaii Five O, Magnum PI. I mean, there's four or five of them that there's remakes on right now. It's like, what's wrong, Hollywood? Can't you think of something new? You know, uh, here's here's the thing. I, you know, I'm sitting looking at this, and two two favorite shows I really liked when I was young was The Big Valley and Bonanza. Oh, yeah. Why is it that the makers of these shows now? Can't just go back to those scripts and play those scripts again with the same with different actors. So here, here's the deal. Why not? I'll tell you why. Nowadays, shows the majority of them, besides the the sitcom type, the rest of them rely on special effects, not great acting. Right. Shows like The Big Valley, Bonanza, acting. It was acting. You know. Well, and I think, I think we've been spoiled by special effects. So you, Matt, go back and watch even. Star, Star Trek, the first Star Trek or Star Wars, the first Star Wars right. or something that came out. And we, when we watched it, the special effects were like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And now and, you look at it. Yeah, if you play that today, you're like, oh, my God, I can see that, you know. Right. It's just I think we've gotten so spoiled of things being looking so real. Back then, our imagination took it and went, you know, we saw it and, and our minds went, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, we could see what was really happening. And you know, you you speak on that because let's we talk about old TV and then the old movies. It's gonna Star Star Wars was that and ET was like leaps and bounds. It was oh, like yeah. new new way stuff, head. and that was in 1976. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is 1976. I mean, I was like what 16. But look at no. that today. No, I was 14. I was 14. But take that same movie today compared to a today movie. The special effects oh, are. Well, in fact, they they went back through and redid them. Yeah, and added cleaned a, them up. Added the CGI effects and yes. cleaned them all up to make them look uh, more presentable to. So the modern market. generation would right. watch it and make make more money. Right. <laughs> okay, so let's jump here real quick. Jeff, what's your favorite cartoon as a kid? Oh, that's easy. I mean, Warner Brothers and Bugs Bunny on in the morning on Saturday morning. Right. I mean, that was you know because you had it all, man. You okay. had Yosemite Sam. Come on. You know, what was your I favorite mean, episode though? Because I have a favorite oh, episode. Yeah, I don't. Bugs go, Bunny. Well, go ahead. Was the Hatfield McCoy on Bugs oh, Bunny? Yeah. That's got to be the best. It's got to be the best. <laughs> when they're they're battling, that was great. That was, I could rewind, watch that two or three times. Dwayne, what's yours? I like the Droopy. The little Droopy. droopy. I it forgot so, about Droopy. Bo Peep, man, lost my sheet. Can't tell where to find it. I mean, it's just, it was just so stupid, but just so funny. But if, oh, everything was just so slow. You remember the so wolf on Droopy that would walk around with his hands yeah. and his hands and whistle? <laughs> Always getting beat up. Always what, getting. What you say, man? Yeah. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby-Doo. That's. That's Marty's I mean, favorite. That, that that growing up, the original Scooby Doo was just, it was fun. Right. It was, you know, as a kid, you're on the edge of your seat. Oh, it's, you just yeah. can't wait to see right. whose face they pull off and to see who's underneath of it. Right. They got a mask on. You just gotta figure out who it is. I think probably my favorite was probably Speed Buggy. I I thought that was an awesome show. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh yeah, I forgot. Speed Buggy was a great show. Forgot about so, it. But I but that ties again with Speed Racer. Because Speed Racer, that was like every. 
eight, nine, ten year old boy, like I'm going to be speed racer. So if I recall right, Casey Kasem did the voice for and speed buggy as well. Yes, he he did. Yeah. So and it was a lot like the Shaggy voice because I'm listening to it. It's like that sounds like Shaggy. Right, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so it's it's amazing though. I mean, Hong Kong Fui. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, great show. You know what's going to happen here? The the older folks listening to it. I'm not saying that we're older, but young kids More listening to, to this podcast are yeah. going like, "What are these guys talking about? Hong Kong Fui?" <laughs> They'll be googling. They'll be googling though. It's real quick. It's, it's on YouTube. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere. Mighty Mouse. Oh yeah, yeah. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Uh, so. Being an old TV, do you think that what's going on today now with everybody in isolation, do you think that old TV shows are gaining more popularity at this point because that's what people are doing? They sit home watching TV? Because I, I, I tried to run a report to see if there was a spike in that type of TV, but I yeah, couldn't find it. Don't, I don't know. But here's what I think. It's my personal opinion. Here we are 40 years after watching these shows, and we know them by heart. Yes. The new shows that are out now, I don't think 40 years from now people will remember them and know them by heart. They're just, no. the, there's some of them you will. Like you talked about uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang. Right. And Friends was the same way. Right. Um, but the newer shows, you know, it's just there's no substance there for you to bite down they didn't and have remember. The, the tagline, the great lines or the great. Are you are you guys like me? So when you're flipping through a channel and you run across an old one, you stop oh, and yeah. watch a oh, few yeah. minutes of it? I do yeah. that every time. Even just, if I've watched the same thing over and over, like, just like certain oh, movies, Andy Griffin, like hey, I can watch that, right? <laughs> and never, yeah. See, and you know the episode. As soon as you see one, three seconds, you know the episode, and your mind runs it. But you go, yeah, I'm gonna watch it anyway. You, you know, there's just some of them that just never get old. They don't. They just they never don't get, get old. old. And it's the substance that does it. You know, um, the good guy always won at the end of the show. Oh yeah, you knew it, was, it, it had fiber to it, right? So I think I think one of the reasons I look so forward to Saturday morning in the cartoons was. Typically, my dad worked on Saturday. He 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 usually worked Saturday as an extra day, so he wasn't. A ch- we only had one TV, man. I mean, it's not, like you got room. it's not like yep. he had one in every room right. like nowadays, right? So there's one TV, and guess what? You didn't control it when no. the old man was home, right? And so, um, you know, hey, um, and God help we us, the president came on. If we weren't outside. The news, they watch the news every day. Hey, speaking of the news back then. Yes. It was local news. Cincinnati. It, it, it was news, but local Cincinnati news. Owl shot a cop. Yes. Owls. yes. Okay, so here, it wasn't Channel 9 news. It was Owl shot a cop. Yes, news. that's right. And it was like, you know, nowadays you don't see anything like that. No. And, and you guys mentioned the Bob Braun show and, right. and, and right. Paul Dixon. And, uh, and those local, those were those local entertainers right. and... You know, um, you know, I, I was kind of a latchkey kid. Both both my parents worked every day, so when I got home from school, you know, that was some time that we had control of the TV. Right. Except I was the youngest of six, and and so I had my my brother and my sister who were both still in school. You know, at the same right. time. So if we weren't outside, and we you know we spent. A fair amount of time outside, you know, we kind of had control of the TV in the afternoon, and you watch that. Well, stuff. you had to get it in before Dad got home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, but you know, again, it's not like we watched all the time. We, you know, we were outside playing ball. We, you know, hours right. in the yard playing you know, ball and that and stuff. That's a good point, Jeff, because I think that's what made TV fun for us because we were. 
sitting in front of a TV or a gamer. We were outside. Right. It was we're a tree. with the neighbors. It was a tree. Tree climbing, doing whatever, fishing. I mean, they're talking 12, 13 years old. Doing, and we go back and we Doing just, chores, taking care of the cows. Doing chores, taking care of the grass, things like that. Take, right. Taking care of the cows, Alan, taking care of the sheep, whatever. Ellen mentioned Speed Racer. I learned how to cook. And got to watch Speed Racer because my mom and dad owned the greenhouse. So when we get home from school, homework was later. First was go out and help dad do whatever. Well, mom would go out and help dad. So if somebody would cook supper, you could stay in the house. Well, I learned how to cook because if you stay in the house, I can peel potatoes and cook supper while I watch Speed Racer and cartoons. So there was one. We had a TV in the kitchen. So it was a little bitty one, but I'd sit there and peel potatoes and watch, you know, watch Speed Racer or whatever cartoon was on, and that was my education. But I got out of working in the outside, but learned how to cook. And another thing too, you if you didn't get your stuff done to make it to eight o'clock on Tuesday night when Happy Days was on, yes, you didn't record it. No, there, you missed there it. No Sorry, there, yeah. now, twenty weeks later, you may be able to get the rewind. <laughs> right, but that's it. You know, You're yeah, done. you know, nighttime TV was a lot different. Um, I mean, I remember the life and times of Grizzly Adams. Oh, yeah. Great show. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, I, I couldn't wait. That was on at 8 o'clock, yes. you know, and it was like, I can't wait for that. And unfortunately, sometimes my dad didn't want to watch that. He wanted to watch something else. Well, I was out of luck because right. yep. that's the way it went. But, you know, then on the weekends, growing up, at least for me, on Saturday night was the wonderful world of Disney. Yes. And that was always... For, this is how things have changed. That was always our pizza night where we right. made Chef Bardi pizzas. <laughs> right, And we, right. we added toppings to them, Ooh, and we were, were allowed to have, we were allowed to have pop. Yes, so, yes. Uh, that's, I mean, that's how much things have See, changed. Ours you know? was on Sunday night. Disney was on Sunday night. Or maybe it is Sunday night. Okay. Well, it could have been Sunday. Yeah. It could have been Saturday. It was, ours was Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Agree. Same thing. Yeah. Yes. So it was always... Like at seven o'clock was the Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh yeah, yes. and at eight o'clock yes. was the World of Disney. And what was before Mutual Omaha? Lawrence Welk. Well, oh yeah, yeah, we didn't watch that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad might have it on, but he'd fall asleep. So then you go in there and turn the channel, and then he'd wake up. I was watching that. No, you weren't. <laughs> well, we watched Hee Haw. So yes, yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, but it, it's amazing. So when you then you know when you get to mid seventies, I'm in middle school and my my siblings are in high school. Right. And then you had Saturday Night Live. Of course, you know my older siblings. That was the thing. A Saturday night. Of course. Right. That was on late enough that parents were usually in bed anyway, and if they'd have known what was going on on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> wouldn't we probably wouldn't have been watching it. But um, but that was back when Saturday Night Live was funny, and oh, I've yes. heard that term before. I mean, it, it was it, it was used to be absolutely great. funny. How yes. many actors, good actors, oh. Oh, came yeah. from Saturday Night Live? Bill Murray. And comedians that went oh. through there. Yeah. I Chevy mean, Chase. Chevy, I mean, Jim Eddie Belushi, Murphy. man. John Belushi. John Belushi. John, yeah. And the, just go on and on. Yeah. The John Samurai Band. Delicatessen, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, Gilda Radner. I mean, yeah. you just, it's just, TV's changed. I it mean, has. Saturday Night Live's still on, but it's not. It is. No, it's not. not what it was. And then, and then speaking of speaking of late night, late you know, late night talk shows where you know, you know Johnny Carson. Saw and and nowadays, I'm sorry, they're they're just way too political. You know, Johnny Carson, he was he was a 
equal opportunity right. guy. You he know, picked he, on he picked on right. everybody. And at the end of the show, when it was all said and done, to the day he died, I couldn't have t- told you what political, where his political right. leanings were because he just picked on everybody the same. And now these guys are just—I mean—they're just over the top political, and yeah. I can't watch them. Well, no, I think we spend too much time today uh, them being role models instead of entertainers. When we were younger, they were entertainers, right? And you can see through that crap. Well, today. well, People you know, and Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson, you know, was a very humble guy at heart, very. and he 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 just really always struggled that, uh, you know, that that really he was that funny. But he had that much and, power. I mean, not fun. he had. I mean, imagine the power he had because he controlled late night. Right. I mean, Jay oh, he, Leno was. Yeah was waiting in the wings to get that spot, you right. know, and right. so, I mean, there was a big, big clout with him holding that spot. So um, I'm flipping through here and I know some of these shows we've all watched, the Jetsons cartoon was a great oh, one. Yeah. Uh, we're I'm actually still, close. We're, we're close to getting to there. flying cars. Yeah, right I was just going to yeah, say, we're supposed to be, right? Right? Yeah. 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 So, and Michael Jackson came back from the future like what, like 35 years ago. So yeah, um, something's going on here. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, good show. Yogi Bear, I love Yogi Bear. Uh, <laughs> you did pretty good at that. You know what we should do real quick? What's that? We should take a break because we got a commercial sponsor and we'll fill up our glasses. That's great. I'm Alan Stanger. I'm Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And Ruben Hunt. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, you're cruising down a road, not a care in the world. Then all of a sudden, what is that sound? That's coming from my car? You know what you better do? You better go see our friends at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. They'll take care of you. Give them a call. They're located in St. Lee in Indiana. 812-576-2181. And get that sound fixed so when you're driving down the road, it sounds more like this. Once again, go see our friends over at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. You can find them on Facebook or give them a shout. 812-576-2181. And get that cowbell fixed. Because not everyone needs more cowbell. Ah, Christopher Walken. He always needed more cowbell. Well, once again, we'd like to thank you all for listening to Cross the Line 1524. You can find us on the web at www.crosstheline1524.com or on Facebook at Cross the Line 1524. Um, You know, we had a great topic today. We talked about TV and how it's changed. Obviously, that's our opinion. You'll have yours. Um, But we hope you enjoyed it. Check us out. If you've got a suggested topic, let us know. If you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Everybody take care. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.
CrossTheLine1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast1524 on Twitter and CrossTheLine15-24 on Facebook. Out the door.